Wildcats, Warriors, Bulldogs, Cavaliers, Bees, Dragons, Panthers, Tigers, Pioneers, Bobcats. The Upper Cumberland's exclusive Coaches Roundtable. Your teams, your coaches. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Bar Builders. Or, folks, I'm losing my mind this morning. That's what I'm doing. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Colin Castleberry with you live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. Cookville scores 40-plus on route to a big win. Smith County continued to roll, beating Westmoreland. And 10 teams across the Upper Cumberland observed their bye week. We'll get you through scores and tell you all the teams that uh, celebrated a bye. But we begin up I-40 on the mountain in Monterey, where the Wildcats suffered yet another home loss. Unfortunate. Joined now by assistant coach Greg Norton and a couple guys as well. We'll introduce you to here in just a moment. But uh, coach, we're going we're gonna to start with you. Uh, it, it was a it was a, a not so beautiful night on the mountain <laughs> weather-wise, though it ended up clearing up. But uh, didn't go your way either last night. Uh, what were the struggles last night and? and what ultimately didn't go your way you know you know hats off to trailsdale county they are a historically great program and they played really well last night and i don't know if it was the weather or we just had a hard time offensively which i take credit for we just couldn't ever find our rhythm and get going and you know we had chances and chances but trailsdale did a really good job of not letting us get back into the ball game yeah, it also doesn't help when Trousdale only gives you about five or six offensive possessions yes. the way that they play the football game. Uh, so run game at times was working, but you can't become one-dimensional. How do you guys continue to improve in the pass game to help open up your run game? You know, we're, we're finding more confidence with it. Our quarterback, Colin Fowler, is throwing it really well. Young um, gentleman here, Aiden had a big nod. Another gentleman here, Jacob Hobson. He came up with a big catch for us. So we're growing more and more with that. You know, it's just one of those things we just got to stick with, and hopefully we'll have another good week and find some few more route concepts we like that we can have some success with this week. You gestured to the guys you got with you here uh, for segment one. Why don't you introduce them and, and tell us what they've meant to this team. So uh, we'll go first over here is Aiden Reagan. He's uh, number 11, uh, wide receiver, DB for us, you know, one of the things I like about him is he plays with his emotion in a good way, and he's kind of been stepped up and been a leader for us this year and just trying to have the best senior year that he can. And then uh, Jalen Rigdon here is our running back, defensive end, kind of the same thing, plays with a lot of emotion. He's stepped up and kind of been a leader among that running back group and kind of that defensive end group, and we kind of – he's had the hot hand a lot of nights this year, and it's just kind of – for me, is calling the offensive plays is kind of – I've been able to enjoy watching them both grow in the offense and defense and kind of progress to where they're making big plays for us on Friday nights. Yeah, as the offensive play caller or, or offensive coach, how much does it help that when all else fails, you feel like you can turn around, hand the ball off to Jalen here? and he'll Makes go things get you. pretty easy, yeah. It makes it a lot easier for me. So <laughs> always nice to have a guy like that. Jalen, we'll, we'll go to you now. Where does that mentality come from, just that ability to consistently get three yards in a cloud of dust? Uh, well, it all starts with the O-line. They always block for me good, so really it's all for them. If I didn't have them, I wouldn't be nowhere. 
How do you find the, the the hole? I mean, whether it's the one you're designed to go in or you, you've got pretty good field vision there to, to cut back or to, to bounce outside. Where does uh, that come from? It's honestly just instincts, but also my running back coach this year, he's uh, taught me how to look at the holes different and just observe the field better. We'll go to Aiden. Aiden, coach here says you play with a lot of emotion. I, I mean, it, where does that come from? Where do you muster up that, that energy and that emotion on a Friday night? I just... When 7 o'clock hits, it's just a different feeling, you know. Just ready to go. Under the Friday night lights up there on the mountain. He mentioned also, of course, you're a senior last night, senior night. Uh, what did it mean to you uh, to celebrate you and this, this talented and special group of seniors last night? Oh, it was great. Um, just getting to go out there with my friends, you know, like him right beside me, you know, just going out there and get to play with them. It was a tough loss, but, you know, it comes with the game. Jalen, uh, same question to you. Just what did senior night mean to you? What it mean to get out there with your guys and, and celebrate this senior class? Um, well, almost. I mean, the whole senior class is my best friends. Well, the whole team's my best friends, but it was just great to be able to share that moment with them. Uh, boys, it, it was no secret last night, if you were listening to everybody's favorite senior night or favorite moment on senior night, a lot of Hampton. Heard a lot about that Hampton win. Let's uh, take a moment. Let's look back at that. Celebrate it a little bit. What do you most remember from that night? Gosh, um, I remember it was really rainy and cold when we first got there, and I was like, "Oh gosh!" And then we just came out hot, and I was like, "This is this is it's gonna go our way." Yeah, this is going our way. Aiden, what do you most remember from the night that again of the seven, nine, ten seniors? At least six or seven of y'all said that game. Well, the year before that, we, we ended up getting beat down there. So just going back there in the second round and getting our revenge on them and, you know, blowing them out when no one said we could, it felt really good. <laughs> Go back here to Coach Norton. Uh, Coach, concentrating on that senior night, uh, you've got two of them sitting next to you, but obviously a whole host more, both that are here and mm-hmm. not here with us this morning. What has this senior class meant to you, and certainly what do you think they're going to be remembered as in the pantheon of Wildcat football? You know, one of the things that I've noticed with this senior class is as the seasons went along, they've kept getting closer and closer. And they're already a tight group to start the year out, but they just, for whatever reason, they keep growing together and just becoming even better friends, which I think that's something that our younger guys can see. And, you know, I know these guys are going to be hanging out and lifelong friends. So I think that's just something they can just show the younger classes that, hey, you know, this is a true brotherhood and they've kind of kept us rolling. You know, we haven't had the success as years past, but – you know, a lot of people didn't think we'd be where we're at right now, losing what we lost. So hats off to them for keeping us rolling and showing the younger guys how to work and so on. You alluded to it right there. We're going to go right down the line. We'll go. Uh, we'll start with Coach Norton, and we'll work our way to Jalen and Aiden. But for all three of you, at this point in the season, after everyone really kind of came out and said, after what you lost, this team's not going to compete. They're not going to be able to do uh, what Wildcat football is used to, and you guys have – in, in a lot of ways lived up to that standard undefeated on the road right now what does it mean to you to be sitting at this point still with a chance to make a run in the playoffs considering what people said coming into the year you know it's just like i said earlier hats off to these guys i mean it's it's not easy to play football and there's a lot of people that don't <laughs> want to play no more and you know so hats off to them for showing up every day i feel like we have a lot more good days than bad days and it's just something that i'm very proud of these guys and the guys that we have on our team that just show up and go to work i mean our schedule hasn't been easy you know <laughs> it's it's been a dogfight every week and we're expecting another one the last two weeks of the year so but hats off to them they haven't backed down from the challenge and it's just exciting to see that 
moving on to, to Jalen and Aiden here. I mean, yeah, tough, possibly the toughest region in the state of Tennessee. Uh, quite, quite honestly, maybe the toughest home schedule a lot of teams are going to face. You guys have able been able to find a way to kind of find yourselves at 500 when no one really thought you'd even get to there. What does that mean to you guys as seniors to to continue that tradition, even if it isn't quote unquote exactly what uh, you, you would have desired at the beginning of the year? Um, well, it just feels great because we all heard it that we weren't going to be good mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it just it amped us up, ready to go. Aiden, of course, yeah, you mentioned it. You heard it, right? This team's not going to, after what you lost, what you've got to compete against, there's no way that you guys even find yourselves where you're at right now. So what does that mean to you? It kind of just puts a chip on your shoulder, you know, just growing up with, you know, other senior classes that did have success, and then you become the senior class, and they say you're not going to have success. It really just puts a chip on your shoulder, and then you want to go out there and compete, and I think we have done that for the most part. We'll keep it here with Aiden and Jalen, and I'll let you guys, to end the interview, kind of flip the script here. We let Coach Norton talk a little bit about you two. You two talk to me about Coach Norton. What's he like on a daily basis? What's it like playing uh, for 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 uh, Coach Norton? Coach Norton's great to be around every day, man. He makes you smile, and, you know, if you see something on the field, you're not afraid to tell him, you know. You can communicate with your coaches, and that's something you need to have. Jalen, your experience with uh, the man, the myth, the legend, over here uh kind of just touching up what he says he always has a smile on his face um he's always bringing energy to practice and uh he's just a good coach to have around coach we'll finalize here with you last question you heard him talk about it always has a smile on his face a guy you can come to with anything Mm -hmm. where does that come from for you where do you get that Uh, attitude of always having a smile being the guy people can come to I think it's just the love to be around these guys and the love of the game. I mean, that's that's the reason you do it. It ain't for the money for us guys. It's <laughs> it's just showing up for the love of the game. You know, that's my way of still being able to find a competitive something to do in my life because my golf game's not very good, so I ain't out <laughs> there either. hacking it around, losing golf balls. But I just enjoy showing up and being around these guys, and they're fun to be around. All right, Monterey assistant coach Greg Norton, along with players Aiden Reagan, Jalen Built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the High School Playbook. A new storage building to add room. A new space for the animals. From gazebos to garages, it's built Mountain Strong by Mountain Barn Builders. Highway 127 Clark Range. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. Live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, I'm Colin Castleberry, and this is the High School Playbook. Built my mountain barn builders. We began up I-40 on the mountain in Monterey, joined by assistant coach Greg Norton, Aiden Reagan, and Jalen Rigdon, two players, and Coach Norton joining us. If you missed that, you can check it out on ucsportsnation.com, as well as a replay on Sports Radio 104.7 in the next hour. And, of course, we'll post it up on our Facebook page. We go now from Monterey to a battle of Bulldogs as Red Boiling Springs played host to Clay County. The Bulldogs from Salina rolled in, and in the end it was a 49-16 win, but it definitely started a little rocky. Head coach Bruce Lamb with us now. Coach, I appreciate you joining us. To take your team a minute to get rolling, what did you think of how they responded to a quick score there from Red Boiling Springs? Yeah, well, you know, we... we we put it okay. We started out a little flat, and uh, you know uh, they came out with a pretty good game plan and, and uh, stuffed us. And, and then they got the ball back the second time and uh, threw a fade route, and the corners kind of slipped. And 
and fell and they scored on it and uh you know good play by them and, and you know our kids kind of responded after that and uh you know put some points on the board and um you know it was just it was a, it was a very difficult game uh, i guess you would say but our, our kids uh handled it well and you know fought through adversity and, and got the win yeah, certainly, like you said, kind of didn't start the way you'd, you'd want it to, but in the end, you give up just 16 points to a Red Boiling Springs offense that you and I had talked about being you know, capable of those big plays, capable of really putting some points on the board against you. What did you love about your defense's performance in the end, only giving up 16? Well, you know, uh, we, we played well. I thought, uh, you know, we, we made them drop some passes, uh, um, you know, with some some good defense, and uh, we we tried to get in the uh, Link Boy's face, you know, the quarterback, and uh, I thought he did a good job running the offense, and, and uh, you know, I, I just thought our kids did a good job of, of making them huddle up and uh, and not make giving up the big place for that one first one, and uh, you know, uh, that that that's something to build on. Your offense obviously uh, took you know a little bit to get going, but once they did get going, despite being off last week and and kind of a maybe a weird week of practice coming off of fall break in the bye they seem to get right back into a rhythm that they had been in for the last couple of weeks what kind of contributed to them getting going again and ending up putting nearly 50 on the board well you know our offense line uh, did a good job i think of uh, uh blocking those guys and opening up holes for us and uh, Nate ran the ball really well um uh, Aiden Soto ran the ball really well and uh, you know, got some big chunks uh, when we opened those holes up. And then, you know, uh, Nate did a good job of putting the ball on the money uh, when he did throw the ball. So he threw the ball really well. And, uh, you know, just, you know, we were clicking at times. And, uh, and, it, and that's a good thing. And, you know, we still got a peak. Uh, I don't think we're peaked yet, but, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're headed that way. Yeah. How do you continue to look to peak? Uh, how do you kind of put yourselves in a situation where you continue to head uphill coming off a game like this? Uh, you know, you got to get eleven people on the same page, and we're getting there. You know, and we'll still we still have some bust every now and then, and you know, we're relatively you know when I say young, it's a lot of inexperience. So, uh, you know, it's good for our, our kids to get out there and, and and work with each other and just kind of get a feel with each you know of each other, you know, and and uh, know each other what each other's going to do and, and we're going to get there you know we're going to get there and and it just it just takes a little time what are some of the things you've got to put an emphasis on you've got to improve uh here in the final couple of weeks before all the games become win or go home well you know defensively you know we we, we gave up a couple of big plays and you know you don't want to do that we, we got to stop that kind of stuff you know uh, make other teams go back and huddle um uh, Wrap up. I thought we we tackled really well at times tonight. Uh, uh, the quarterback that they had was a big kid. You know, he he had a couple good runs on the outside, and, and you know we got to stop that stuff and just do what we need to do uh, offensively. I, I just think that uh, we continue to get better and just just keep blocking and keep tackling. Or excuse me, keep catching the balls and running, hitting the holes hard, and you know everything will take care of itself. Yeah, certainly sounds like a lot of it is just getting back to the fundamentals, right? Blocking, tackling, Absolutely. catching. Uh, you know, how do you continue to put an emphasis on the fundamentals while also helping this young team that, as you pointed out, is 
Uh, you know, some of them are playing in their eighth game in in what has had been eight games so far. How do you emphasize the fundamentals while also continuing to kind of build on things to get to a point where you can peak? Well, the thing we do uh, with the, the coaches I got, Coach Dickerson and, and Coach Maynard and Coach Hayes and Coach Garrett and Coach Arms, they do a great job. And what we do, we, we work on we work on ourselves a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we'll work on other teams. You know, we, we'll work on Trousdale this week. But we're going to work on ourselves more than we work on anybody. Uh, just trying to, to get everything smooth and in a flow. And, uh, you know, just like you say, working those fundamentals every day. And, uh, you know, where it's taking the right steps, uh, you know, wrapping up, whatever, you know, whatever it is. We'll do that every day. And what a great coaching staff I got. I and mean, I just I just love how they come out and their work ethic and uh, – and these kids play for these guys. Clay County head coach Bruce Lamb after a 49-16 win on the road at Red Boiling Springs. Uh, as you heard at the beginning there, it didn't quite go the way they wanted it to at the beginning, but Clay County able to find a rhythm and roll in the ball game in the end. That is the exact opposite of what happened with Upperman. We head from Salina to Baxter to check in with Upperman, who remained undefeated last night. Despite trailing 14-7 in the first half, being tied 14 at the half, Adam Kane, the Bees head coach, was kind enough to join us this morning. And, Coach, I appreciate it. The defense is a story again, though. What did you see from them at halftime? And in the second half, what were they able to do to find a way to pitch a shutout? Well, uh, you know, I, I do think the defense was the story. Uh, and the story early on was uh, – it looked like we'd never, you know, played together before. And, uh, you know, a lot of that had to do with, uh, you know, White House came out with a with a really good plan. And, um, you know, they were they were executing and playing hard and, and uh, probably had a, you know, 12 or 14-play drive to start the game, um, probably six or seven passes, six or seven runs, kept us off balance. Um Really kind of punched us in the mouth for first drive. Um, you know, we were able to kind of, uh, I guess, calm our nerves and settle the, you know, settle down a little bit. And, and you know, w- once my guys kind of figure out, you know, what's going on and what they're trying to do, they do a pretty good job of adjusting. And I think we started fitting our gaps a little bit better, a little bit harder. And, um, you know, once once we were able to kind of get them one dimensional, um, we were able to you know settle in and play better defense. And um, you know, offensively, we we were scoring enough to kind of keep it close. And um, and then we went in at half and and just you know, I guess settled in a little bit, focused in a little bit more. And uh, you know, we were able to get a good seven-minute drive to start the second half, and we felt pretty comfortable at that point. Yeah, speaking of turning it around at the half, another guy who who did that same thing, Ethan Polk, had a massive turnaround, kind of struggled in the first half, comes back out in the second, and I'm sure part of that is is a contribution by your offensive line and maybe Bronson Chafin taking some pressure off of him. But what did what did you see out of Polk, or, or what went so much better for him in that second half to really get your run game going? Yeah, yeah, very good question. I think part of it had to do with the play calling. Um, you know, we, we, we 
we were trying to uh, do some things early on, but uh, they, they played a bunch of zero coverage or, or cover one stuff, which is which allowed them to add a you know a, a player into the box, and so we were kind of determined to at least um, you know try to attack that that coverage because it's one on one coverage, and we we thought we had some matchups that we could exploit, and um, obviously we did with with Turnbow getting the long 76-yarder um, and then some other stuff that we were trying to do. But I, I think with with that whole thought process in mind, we, we kind of neglected to do what we do best and, and let our offensive line block and let and let Polk run the football. You know, he's a, he's a hard-running dude, and um, it really, really starts to, to um, expose it people sometimes in the second half how hard he runs and you know he's a good sized kid he's 190 pounds and pretty solidly built so you know when we get him going in the second half it's a it's a pretty big advantage for us um so i think it was a little bit of uh maybe we didn't commit to it early enough but you know we we were doing a good enough job in the passing game to uh you know to to keep pace with them Bronson also really stepped up in a big way. He had two touchdowns on the ground, helped your run game out. And then, of course, as you mentioned, that 70-plus yarder uh, with Turnbow where you get a great pass but also a good amount of yards after the catch. What does it do for your team when Bronson can have a night like he had? Three touchdowns, helps in the run game, of course, contributes heavily in the passing game as your quarterback. Yeah, I think anytime you got a dual-threat guy, it's a it's a big plus for your team. I mean, our guys know what he's about, and, and he's a kid out there, you know, fighting to make plays and and fighting to do his part. And uh, you know, he's a he's an imposing figure. So w- when he's on, it, it makes us a lot better. And um, you know, Turnbow's kind of turned into uh, you know a big play threat for us, and so. Those two have a pretty good uh, combination. Uh, you know, he also spreads the ball around to, to Carmine Phillips and Elijah Fitz. And um, it just, anytime you can be, you know, have at least the threat of, of being a, a, a running quarterback and, a, and also a passing quarterback, it just poses a lot of problems for the other teams. Head coach Adam Kane, the Upperman Bees coach, before we let you go, final question is. Where do you have to improve? What has to improve with Stone and DeKalb still left on the schedule? Yeah, yeah. Um, they asked me last night, how does it feel to be 8-0? And I was like, you know, it's great to be 8-0, but you know, the, the season really starts this week. And, uh, you know, our two biggest games are, are the last two. Um, it'll be good to have both those at home. Um, I know that two-hour ride last night on that yellow school bus was – for a 52-year-old man, it's pretty rough. I can't imagine what it's like on those kids. But um, anyway, it's um, these are going to be big games, and, and we realize it. We knew when the schedule came out that it was, you know, our season would probably come down to these last two. Um, you know, we, we had we didn't play quite as clean last night. Um, had some penalties, some procedure penalties, and some stuff like that that we got to clean up. You know, obviously you can't dig yourself in a hole like we did last night. 
and, and expect to, you know, be successful every time. We got to come out and, and uh, you know, with a fast start and, um, you know, start make sure we're playing good good ball. I, I still don't think we've put a four quarter game together, and um, you know, we, we've done really well at times. Last night it was more of a second half performance for us, uh, especially on the defensive side. So I'm hoping the guys will focus in, and, and maybe we can you know, play our best football for, for an entire game. I know that's what it'll take for the next two two ball games. Head coach Adam Kane, the Upperman Bees, as they walk away with a 28-14 to uh, 14 win last night. Uh, it was quite a game for Upperman, as you heard from Coach Kane. They are pitching a shutout in the second half, and obviously uh, with the ability – to find a way to score points. Ethan Polk really gets going in the second. If you missed any part of that interview, or uh, Bruce Lamb, head coach Clay County, joining us as well earlier in the segment, you can catch those again, ucsportsnation.com, UC Sports Nation Facebook page, or on replay on Sports Radio 104.7 coming up in the next hour. Before we uh, take a break here, do want to run through the scores. Haven't had a chance to do so so far this morning, so let's Look at them quickly. Cookville, a 41-13 winner on the road at Lincoln County. Upperman, of course, we just talked about the 28-14 win at White House. Clay County, you heard from Bruce Lamb as well earlier in the segment, 49-16 over Red Boiling Springs. Later in the program, we'll hear from head coach Derwin Wright as York had what I can only assume had to be one of the greatest defensive performances ever. An 8-7 win at Friendship Christian sounds more like an Atlanta Braves score than a football game. Smith County continued to roll as well, 27-0 over West Moreland. And Trousdale County, a 28-0 winner over Monterey. We'll catch up with a few more of the Wildcats when we return on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. The plays made, the decisions made, the explanations here. The Coaches Roundtable, called the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Back here live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, and time to catch up with a few more Monterey Wildcats. We've got Junior Logan Montgomery, Seniors Jaden McCants, and Jacob Knight with us, and Fellas, we'll start with Jacob and Jaden. We'll start with Jacob, we'll say, here, and then we'll go to Jaden. But uh, last night, obviously, was senior night. You're both you know, part of this senior class. We asked some of your guys earlier, uh, you know, what it meant last night to celebrate the seniors. But what, what did it mean to you walking out there with some of your best friends and, and celebrating these four years? But uh, me and the other seniors, because it was – it could have been the last night that we ever played at home in front of the home crowd. And we've had so many memories over the years just playing there. So it meant a lot to us. What's been your favorite memory there at home? Apparently we all know what your favorite memory is, period, go on the road, beat Hampton. But what's your favorite memory on the mountain? Probably my favorite memory there is either my scooping score or the interception against East Robertson. Mm, a couple defensive plays. All right, fair enough, Jaden. Uh, same kind of questions. What did celebrating this senior class mean to you? And then, obviously, what was your favorite memory uh, there up on top of the mountain? Uh, it's meant a lot to me this year uh, just because I've I've grown up playing at Monterey my whole life since junior pro and middle school and everything. And I've always been excited to be a senior, being out there on the high school field playing with them. 
and uh, for for it all to hit last night and it being my senior year, it really just hit and it meant a lot to me. What's your favorite memory out there on the grass on top of the mountain? Uh, I would have to say it was uh, either Lakeway last year or East Robertson that we played this year. Both of them was two really exciting games for me. Yeah, that East Robertson game um, didn't ultimately go your way as a team, but a tight ball game against some really talented guys. Oh, what do you remember most from that game? What's the thing that sticks out against a couple guys that uh, may very well play Division One football? Uh, they never had no no stop in them. It was it was always same energy, same same exact play. Uh, it's just they they would never slow down for anything, and they're they're ready to go, and that's what really helped excite me for that game, and just knew I had to be. In playoff contention, we're here with uh, Jaden McCannis, Jacob Knight, Logan Montgomery. And, and Jaden, again, what does it mean to you to be able to look at this and say, we weren't supposed to be competitive according to everybody, schedule was going to be too hard, we lost too much. Honestly, you guys are sitting at 500, two region games left, a chance to still make a playoff run. What does that mean to you in your senior year to quote-unquote exceed expectation it uh it means a lot for me uh, i know it does the senior class too just uh going into the season we always kind of have that chip on our shoulder like we're kind of the underdog people didn't really think that we was going to be much to go for and uh i still think that we need to be doing a little bit better than what we are uh but it's good to have the chip on your shoulder and stuff i'm i'm, I'm really proud of all of us and uh what we have accomplished so far in the year and I'm just I'm ready for these next two games, and hopefully we can come together to get two more wins. Jacob, we'll come back to you. Kind of a, the same question. Uh, what does it mean to you as a senior on this team to be told coming in, you know, how much you're not going to succeed? You guys are not going to be able to compete. And, again, now you sit here with a chance, two road region games, to, to make a playoff run. Um, I would say that. It puts a, like Jaden said, it puts a big chip on our shoulder because mm-hmm. being doubted, no one likes to be doubted, but, I mean, like, it happens all the time. So it's just how we fight through the adversity. And, I mean, we've been in pretty much every game that we played. We just got to keep going and fighting through the perseverance. We'll go over here to Logan, who probably thought he was going to get somehow sneak through this interview and not have to talk. Hadn't gotten there yet, but, Logan, I'm not going to let you get off that easy. Junior, but sitting next to two seniors, a couple more here in the building. And last night was senior night. What does this senior class mean to you? As a fellow upperclassman, uh, but a year younger, what have they meant to you? Well, I've been playing with them for a long time, coming up on three years. They've helped this team out so much, and I just want to give them the best senior experience I can give them helping out the team. 
How do you guys do that? How do you guys, as the rest of this team, stepping up around these seniors in these last two ball games, help them end their senior year with a couple big-time region wins and hopefully a bit of a playoff run? Fight for them, fight with them, give 100% every play. Give 100% every play. Well, you can't get much better than that. Logan Montgomery, Jaden McCannis, and Jacob Knight uh, all joining us. Uh, Logan, we're going to let it end on you because I can't let you get away with just one question. So what's been your favorite memory from the last going on three years here there with the Wildcats? Uh, probably Lakeway Christian. It was a hard homecoming game. Uh, it was one we weren't supposed to win, actually. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the best ones because it was a hard-earned victory. And it was homecoming night. Everyone loves a good homecoming win. Everybody loves a homecoming win. You're supposed to win on homecoming, and you found a way to do that against Lakeway. Logan Montgomery, Jr., Jaden McCannis, and Jacob Knight, the two seniors here for the Wildcats, joining us live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. I'm Colin Castleberry. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Fresh from their film analysis to break down the games with you. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook with your coach, Nick Back on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Colin Castleberry with you, and we've had quite the show so far, catching up with members of the Monterey Wildcats, as well as uh, assistant coach Greg Norman and Head coach Bruce Lamb from Clay County, head coach Adam Kane from Upperman. Now, uh, like Upperman, York remained undefeated last night, but it was far from flawless. Dragons head coach Derwin Wright, after an 8-7 win that I'm sure gave him some heart problems. Uh, coach, thanks for joining us, but another tight one for you guys. Let's start with the positive. The defense shows up for a second week in a row what were they able to do to keep Friendship Christian at bay most of the night? Well, they just they played hard. We had to match their physicality. That running back, he's he's a real deal. He's a good football player, and uh, you know we just kept him, tried to keep him inside the tackle and make him go north and south, and not let him get outside on us. Uh, he's got great vision, good running back, and uh, you know just proud of what they did on that side of the football. On the other side of the football, your offense coming into, you know, after last week or coming into last week was, you know, putting up 25-plus points a game. Uh, I don't want to call it with ease, but certainly uh, didn't seem like it was uh, something we couldn't expect. Last week it's 14. This week it's just eight. What's the offense got to do to get going again, taking into account that Stone and, and Friendship are obviously very, very good teams? Well, very good defensive teams. Uh, you know, we we missed, and, and the win last night was uh, – it was a factor for both teams, and uh, you know we missed on uh, two or three really wide open plays, pass plays, and 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 just uh, the wind. Like I said the wind had a factor on it, but uh, you know they had a stiff defense, and uh, you know we were having to just just pound it, and uh, you know. But in the third quarter, we were able to put that drive together and score, and then. Uh, you know, Lake Drake, we ran a little fake PAT, and Lake Drake connected with Bryson Bilber, and they just executed it perfectly. Yeah, what was it 
you know, as a head coach, what was it to see your team go into the half down, which is not something that has happened often, if at all, I think, this season for you guys. They come out. They didn't necessarily seem flustered. They put a drive together. They put a a score on the board. What does that mean to you as a head coach this late in the season, having played so many consecutive games, for your team to not get flustered, they do what they need to do, and you walk away with a W? Well, as I told them, I saw them grow up a lot last night. You know, we came off that big win with Stone, and that was a game that last year we lost badly. So, you know, they were they were still reeling about that game. Uh, focus was good last week, but it could have been better. And, uh, you know, so we went in at half and said, hey, you know, let, let's, let's just compare things. Last, last week against Stone, the first drive, they went through us like going through water and scored, and then the defense never let them have another, another score. I said, we walk in here at half, and we thought we would uh, show up. And, and actually, the points they got was off a turnover in, inside the 12-yard line by the offense. And uh, uh, so it gave them the short field. But uh, I said, you know, we're down 7 nothing. We've been punched in the mouth. Now let's find out what kind of football team we are, and uh, and and like I said, I see them grow up, and uh, it was a it, it was a great game for us to prepare us down the road. Well, you certainly had to prepare for two region games left on the schedule. It doesn't get easier from here. What's got to be the emphasis in these last two region games, uh, undefeated or not, to just set you guys up to make another very deep playoff run? Well, just to just just to practice hard and execute and just play solid football. Uh, can't can't overlook either one of these teams. And I seen the Megs Polk County score last night. So I mean, Polk County is obviously improving. I know early on they had some injuries and some guys out. So I'm assuming they've got some of those guys back or, or guys that have filled in have getting getting more playing experience. So that was that was a you know that was an impressive score there. Uh, so they're, they're starting to play some really good football. And uh, we went to Wartburg last year, and it was a really close half. And uh, so we just got to we just got to keep repping, improving, and uh, making better reads. You mentioned you know health and and stuff like that, injuries or lack thereof coming back for Polk County. And knock on wood, I'm as superstitious as they get, Coach. But I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you. Uh, you know, what has the benefit been for you guys having celebrated your bye week all the way back in week three and you've gotten all the way now into, you know, week 10 or 11 and been able to stay relatively healthy? Well, it's, you know, it's just a lot of prayers for the team, I'm sure. But, you know, <laughs> we uh, we had that, like you said, the bye week really early uh, between game two and three. And you know, there, there's there's a little bit of benefit to that. You know, you you make your most improvement usually the first two or three games. But the downside of that is, you know, we're 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 banged up football team. We were last night going into that game. Uh, we were missing uh, Marquise Tolman, who's a backup linebacker and guard for us. And uh, you know, we had a couple other guys that were limited, and uh, we used them more in one way roles if we could. And then we spot played played one guy just. Uh, but you know nothing. We've had no major injuries. Knock on wood, and uh, just hope that continues. Head coach Derwin Wright, the York Dragons, as they find a way in an eight-seven win last night on the road at a very difficult Friendship Christian team. You heard it there—a critical two-point conversion 
uh, by Lake Drake and the like on a fake PAT to pull off the victory. So what a job by the York Dragons to stay undefeated. If you missed any part of that interview or anybody else here so far on the program, as we've got one segment left, you can check them out. Replay on Sports Radio 104.7 or on the UC Sports Nation Facebook page uh, or, of course, the website, ucsportsnation.com. Coming up, Taylor Hennigan, the Cookville head coach, as they played what has now begun to be called their most complete game on the season. We'll tell you more about it and hear from Coach Hennigan on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Before they huddle up with the players, they analyze the games with you. The high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders continues next. Live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, I'm Colin Castleberry with the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. We're now joined by head coach Taylor Hennigan of the Cookville Cavaliers. They close out the show with a return from a two-hour road trip and a massive 41-13 win at Lincoln County. Coach Hennigan uh, certainly has to have a pep in his step. And, uh, Coach, it seemed like everything went your way last night. So the question is simply, what is the feeling waking up on a Saturday after a game like that? Yeah, it's, it's awesome, man. We we played really well. Um, you know, I told our players just it's it's not easy on a, an off week. Um, you know, to come back in on an off week and in a week that you're not in school and you know a long road trip and a lot of factors. But um, we we did we did play well in all three phases and, and really really proud of them. So it's awesome. Always good to win. Yeah, a win, a win is always a good time. We'll talk X's and O's in a minute, but you mentioned the players, a two-hour road trip, coming off the bye week, still on fall break, so many factors. So what was the what was the trip like going there? And then, of course, after a 41-13 win, what was the trip like coming back? Yeah, um, again, I thought our, our players handled it really well. Um, you know, I think coming off of – uh, you know, Gallatin is not necessarily a short trip, so that that was our last game, and and then had the off week in between. So, you know, a little bit used to it, and, and tried to kind of play off of off of that. You know, hey, we just we just went on the road and, and won a game, so this shouldn't be um, anything new for us. And again, I thought our, our players handled it very well. Um, and, and obviously, you win, and you want to make sure that that you enjoy it for a short period of time, and. Uh, I told them that. I said it every week. You know, it's hard to win. So we enjoyed it, and, and now it's time to turn the page. It is absolutely hard to win. Your defense has really stepped up in these last two ball games. Limited a very talented quarterback at Gallatin. You talked to me earlier in the week about how disciplined uh, this Lincoln County team was. Your defense, again, able to hold them to just 13. What have they done to really turn a corner over the last two, three weeks? Yeah, I think just continuing to be aggressive. You know, that's something that um, I guess us as coaches, honestly, have kind of taken the the reins off of them and just said we're going to mix it up and we're going to try to provide the quarterback and the offensive coordinator with a bunch of different a uh, bunch of different looks. And you know, that's it sounds good, but it also means that your players have to execute different things. And so, um, credit to those guys for for being able to execute different things and being able to mix it up. And, you know, overall, just a mentality of, of, of being more aggressive and, and being on the front foot defensively, which, you know, the first few weeks of the season, I didn't feel like we did that. And 
um, we kind of just took the reins off of them and said, let's just cut it loose and go play. So um, I, I was proud of those guys. On the other side, rather aggressive as well. Third time this year, your offense has put up 40-plus points. What was Blake Owen and this offense able to do last night to, to find the end zone and, and to put up so many uh, points on the board? Yeah, I think you know we've got to be hard to hard to scout and hard to plan for um, from an offensive perspective. We've got um, you know we've had really two running backs throughout the season, and Jordan Burris. Uh, we've we've wanted to get him more involved last night as a running back, and he had his first two touchdowns of the year last night, and he's always been a capable runner, but just you know I guess haven't needed a third guy as much this year. Um, but added him into the mix. Um, Outlaw ran hard like he always does. Thomas Johnson had some explosive runs again. Um, he always got Blake Owens. So when you got four different guys running the ball effectively, um, it's hard to plan, and, and they're all different kind of types of runners in their own way. Um, Jackson Jones, freshman, got his first touchdown last night. We're throwing the ball to six or seven different guys. Um, and then even if you're in position, you got to tackle those those big physical guys. So um, we're we're doing a good job of mixing up how we attack teams, uh, whether it's formationally or just who we're getting the ball to. Um, and then guys are just playing really hard, man. Our front is physical. We're playing downhill, uh, and we've got some physical runners that like to finish runs. What has to improve, however, as the season winds down and you guys look to compete for a playoff spot? Yeah, we've got a really good, really good opponent coming here um, this week, and and so the as far as I'm concerned, everything about last night is over. Um, we've got a huge game with with a bunch to play for, um, and it's senior night coming in. So, you know, I think uh, you know you'd like to think just more of of the what we've done. You know, I think some. Some things past defense. We're going to play a good offense um, this week. You know, we've got to clean up a few things in, in coverage. Um, special teams. There's always room for for improvement there, um, and there's things to clean up offensively for sure. Um, fumbled the ball once. We didn't lose it, but fumbled the ball once, and uh, you know, a couple penalties here and there. So there's always room to improve. But uh, you know, for us, we're going to try to be consistent and build on the things that we've done the last three weeks um, but we've got a really good opponent coming in so um, there's always going to be room to improve and, and like I said it's it's on to the next one it's Saturday um, we're, we're on to, to Green Hill Cookville Cavaliers head coach Taylor Hennigan joining us there in closing out the program if you missed any part of today's show, then you can go back and listen to it uh, here in the next hour on Sports Radio 104.7 on replay, or you can check it out on ucsportsnation.com and the UC Sports Nation Facebook page. But let's run through the scores one more time. Of course, teams on a bye, 10 of them across the Upper Cumberlands, Gordonsville, Macon, White County, DeKalb, Jackson, Pickett, Stone, Cumberland, Warren, and Livingston all observing their bye yesterday. So now, teams who played yesterday, that would be the Cookville Cavaliers you just heard from Coach Taylor Hennigan, 41-13. They defeat Lincoln County, Trousdale County, a 28-0 win over Monterey. Upper men pulls off a 28-14 comeback victory 
at White House, Clay County 49 to 16 over Red Boiling Springs, Smith County 27 nothing over Westmoreland and York in what was a defensive coach's dream last night, 8 to 7. The win in that one, again, sounds more like an Atlanta Braves score than it does a football game. But an 8-7 win, the York Dragons remain undefeated. I'm Colin Castleberry. This has been the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. And, of course, a shout-out to our hosts today, live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Add space to your home, protect your cars and boats, a new workshop or she shed. Mountain Barn Builders will build it mountain strong. MountainBarnBuilders.com. The prep conversation continues all week, including today's show on demand. UCSportsNation.com.